what I wanted to share with you. And what I'll, I'll just, just, just give you the nugget. Has really been a lifetime. Jeannie and I just over a week ago had a conversation. As we reflected back, I said, think about it. In just over 50 years of ministry, any time that God has spoken to us, either from his word or in our spirits or prophetically, that there has not been a knockdown drag out with every spirit, power, and circumstance of hell to challenge and thwart, hinder, neutralize, and attack that word from God. We thought about it. We can't, we can't think of a time. Can I get, just give you my outline? I'm telling you, listen, people. I've discovered that when God gives you a word, it's almost as if the devil's listening. He listens better than we do sometimes. Put my text up there. I want everybody to look at this. Here, here's my text. I want you to see this fleshed out in the life of the Apostle Paul. The war on the prophetic word. A prophetic word can come from someone else. It can come from a rhema word that God electrifies in your spirit. It's a word that God puts down in your heart. You know that you've heard from heaven. God has dropped something in your spirit. Now put, put our text up here. Look at this. this. This passage comes in the city of Jerusalem as Paul had just finished his third missionary journey and left Corinth in Greece, came to Jerusalem to be at the Feast of Pentecost, the seven-day feast, and on the last day, because Jews from Asia had seen Paul in the marketplace with a Gentile believer named Trophimus, they surmised and even deceived the other Jews that Paul had desecrated the temple by bringing a Gentile into its precincts. Paul is being pulverized and beat to a pulp, and there's such an uproar that Lysias, the Roman captain over the battalion of soldiers at the northwest corner of the temple, uh, the castle of Antonio, he hears all of that uproar and comes down, and Paul is being beat to death. And they lift him above the screaming cry of the mob. And Paul's taken to the castle. And the next night, now Paul, he pinned his letter to, the Corinth, uh, to Rome from Corinth. And twice in that epistle, at least twice that I've been able to find, in ch chapter 1, verse 13, he said, I just want you to know, I've tried to come to you many times and I've been hindered. In chapter 15, before he closes the epistle of Romans, he said, I've often made attempts to come and I've been hindered. It's almost like Satan did his best to somehow try to thwart Paul to, to go to the imperial city, the Roman Empire. And the night after they had almost pulled him to pieces, here's this word. Tell me if this is not a prophetic word. But the following night, the Lord stood by him. Be of good cheer, Paul, as you've testified for me in Jerusalem. So you will also bear witness of me in Rome. 
How many of you believe that's a clear prophetic word? You would think it's going to be smooth sailing. Everything's going to be great. Well, let me just summarize it about two minutes. What happened? There are nine. Uh, Sam, they're all in S's. Satan attacking the prophetic word. Satan attempts nine different plots using circumstances, schemes, and design right out of the pit of hell to destroy this man. Line those up. Hey, if you got your camera, I like uh, Brother Ron Bishop's suggestion. Take a picture with your camera of those nine attempts to challenge and to thwart the word of God. These are nine attempts on this man's life. In fact, did you know that while God is speaking to Paul in the prison, there are, I call them the 40 fasting fanatics. There's 40 men that have bound themselves with a, with a vow that they would neither eat nor rest until they had killed Paul. And their scheme was to have Paul come the next day and to meet with these Jews and they were going to, they, 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 they were going to get the attention of, of Captain Lysias and the soldiers and they planned to assassinate him. And then there was a second scheme and you can find that in chapter 25. And then this terrible storm on the Sea of Galilee, uh, Sea of Galilee, on the Mediterranean Sea, driven across the Adriatic with a, a northeasterner. It was a hurricane storm farther and farther from the land. 14 days and nights, no sight of the sun, the moon, the stars, totally lost at sea, no compass, no sextant. They're sick as dogs. Anybody ever been seasick? I'm telling you, they've upheaved. They haven't eaten. They haven't rested in 14 days. They've, in fact, in verse 20, drop down and look at verse 20, what it says. Everybody get a picture of that? Listen to this. Verse 20, and when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we should be saved was lost. I mean, they had totally given up hope. Gale storms, lost at sea. Hey, how many of you know there's a God in heaven? I love the scripture. It says that God watches over his word to perform it. They didn't know where they were, but there's a God that knew their latitude and longitude, and he dispatched an angel. Hey, Clarence, here's the word. Go tell those guys. Hey, look at this. Drop down. Look at the next verse. In fact, look, look at a couple of these. For there stood by me this night. Here's, here comes Paul. I'm telling you, Paul bounces out on board this boat the next morning. Be of good cheer. Take heart, for there will be no loss of life of any man on the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, whom I belong to and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, you're going to be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God's given you all those that sail with you. Therefore, take heart, for I believe it's going to be exactly like God has said it to me. Can you believe when this guy bounced out on boat and these, all the mood of despair and melancholy, these guys thought the storm has gotten to him. He, he's, 
he, he's lost it. He's, he's off of the deep end. And Paul said, oh, no, no, I got news for you guys. That was an, I mean, this boat is turned upside down. They've already thrown the tackle overboard. They fear the sands of Sirtis, which are the reefs, the rocky reefs off of the northern coast of Africa that was the graveyard of the shipping industry of that first century. And here they're totally lost and, and they fear every, and Paul said, hey, 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 we're going to make it. And God's angel told me, he's going to give me every, the life of every man on board this, on board this boat. Nobody's going to go down. And in fact, he said, hey, get the biscuits. Bring, bring the sandwiches. He told them all, can you believe there's 276 of these men, convicts, sailors, soldiers. None of them are believers except for Paul, Luke, and Aristarchus. And Paul says, come on, you guys are going to have to have strength to be able to make it. We've got to eat. And Paul gives thanks in the middle of this storm and prays over this food and passes the biscuits out and tells them to eat. The ship breaks apart. The sailors start to cut the lifeboats, jump in the lifeboats and leave. All of these various events. And when the ship wrecks, you read it. God caused the boards from the broken ship to come under the arms of the various men those that couldn't swim, and they got out on the other side. They're drenching wet. They're on the island of Malta. The ship is gone, and they count the noses. There's 276 men. Ah, you say, David, that's, that could have, that's just events of life. Well, the last one on the last S on that list, did anybody remember what that was? Yeah, the snake. Kind Maltese people built a bonfire for these freezing, frigid, soaking wet men. Paul and the 275 other men were gathering sticks along with the people on this island building this bonfire, and of all of the people that were gathering sticks, venomous viper. Last hold of the arm of Paul. He's not going to make it to Rome. And Paul took that snake and shook it off in the fire. Woo! Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, you say... And then, of course, the, there was a Greek goddess of the Maltese called the goddess of justice. And they said, he's escaped the storm of the sea and the god of justice. You know the blindfolded woman of the Supreme Court on the scales of justice? Well, that's actually adopted from the Greek idolatry of the goddess of justice but then they look the devil always overplays his hand Paul didn't turn red he didn't swell they said man this guy's not a criminal this guy's not a, a devil the, the, the gods have come down to us and, and a man named Publius the governor of the island came to Paul he said my dad is dying could you help him? Paul said, yeah. My God heals. Paul goes to the house, lays hands on him. He's instantly healed by the power of God. A 
a bloody flux, dysentery. The man was dying. And people began to storm from all over that island. And for the next three months, it turned into a, a whole island turning to Christ, a healing campaign of God's mighty power. And when they caught another boat three months later, they could have erected a memorial in the, in the, in the honor of Paul and said, when he came, not one Christian. And when he left, not one heathen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, God knows how to cause his word to be fulfilled in the lives of his people. Now listen. Hey, look how... And really this is the point. Satan attacking the prophetic word is one aspect. But look at saints. Look at this next thing. Saints activating the prophetic word. Jot the verse up there. Get this verse down in your notes. Paul writes to Timothy and he says, Now Timothy, you're pastoring in Ephesus, a city of idolatry, wickedness, but if Timothy, I want you to remember something. Everybody say, activating the prophetic word. And here's what he says. This charge, I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went over you, that you may by them wage a good warfare. Now, go ahead and put the notes up there. There's two ways that you do warfare and activate the prophetic word. First of all, everybody say identity. You identify the promise. Isolate and identify the promise. In fact, there's, there's 8,804 promises in the word of God. That guy that wrote all the promises in the Bible from Ontario, Canada. Eight, and, and two ways we activate it. Identify the promise and intensify your prayer. And Paul arrives in Rome. And he writes the five prison letters, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon. In fact, Paul had to have soldiers. The, the Roman guard was a four-hour time period. They finally had to limit it to two hours. This is the cracked Tiberius Roman army, hardened. Cruel men. They come in and Paul's got his little desk. He's sitting there writing. Roman soldier, what are you doing? I'm writing a letter. Are you writing your girlfriend? No, no, I'm writing a church. Church? Yeah, this is to the church at Ephesus. What are you saying? Oh, thanks for asking. I like the way Hal put that. Thanks for asking. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who's blessed us with all things in heavenly places according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy before him in love and he's predestinated us, predetermined that we were going to be adopted into the family of God and he's redeemed us by his blood and given us the forgiveness of sin. I tell you what, two hours later, it's the change of the guard, and here comes the Roman soldier. And out walks Christian soldier wiping the tears from his eyes. Hey, let me read this. Throw this verse up there. Read this. You talk about activating the word of God. Look, look at this passage. Throw this verse up there. Look at this, Philippians 1. But I want you to know, brethren, 
that the things that have happened to me have happened to make me bitter and angry and mad at God and the world. No, things that have happened to me have happened for the furtherance. It's, it's pushed me out of the puddle of my limited horizons into the abundance of God's purposes and plan. Everything the devil's thrown in my path has just been another stepping stone into the purposes of God so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ and most of the brethren in the Lord having become confident by my chains are even the much more to speak the word of God without fear. Throw the third point there. Let me wrap this up. Look at this. Not only do we have Satan attacking the prophetic word and God's saints activating the prophetic word, the Savior accomplishes, he protects, he accomplishes the prophetic word. Jot the reference down. Put Philippians up there. Listen, look at this. Here's how Paul closes the epistle of Philippians from this prison house. <clears throat> Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you. But especially those of Caesar's household. Caesar's household? Oh, yeah. All these soldiers becoming infected with the truth of the gospel. The devil that sets his guns to challenge the word of God in your... Listen, I believe God wants to speak to us today to grab the prophetic truths and word that God has put in our spirit. Quit letting the dust gather on it. Take the word of God, blow the dust off and stand and declare God's word is going to be fulfilled in my life. I stand against every challenge and every attack of Satan against the prophetic word of God over my life. It will come to pass. He will perform it. In fact, hey, let me give you God's address. It's Jeremiah 33.3. It's real simple. Call upon me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hey, everybody stand to your feet. Look, here's what I want you to do right quick. I want you to lay your hands on somebody around you. Lay your hands on them and say, Lord, awaken the prophetic word of God that's come over our lives, what you've spoken in us. Come on, call it forth. Cause your word to come alive in every one of our lives. We claim, we claim that you will electrify the word of the Lord. Cause it to come alive. Lord, we believe you for it. We claim it in the name of Jesus. Your word is true. What you have said, Lord, will come to pass. We stand on your word. We believe your word. Oh, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.